Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I had to come to this realization. She is absolutely right. My type, my general type of man, he probably would have married me, actually. But I was going to be miserable in said marriage. <laughs> um... Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And how y'all doing? How y'all doing this week? I hope y'all had a great weekend. If y'all know me, y'all know I love me some homecoming. Yes, I went to Spellhouse Homecoming over the weekend. It was so last minute, but I had a pretty good time. I I love me some homecoming. If you have never experienced a Spellhouse homecoming, you don't know what you're missing. It's basically a block party for black people. It's amazing. Who cares you didn't go there? I didn't go there. Who cares? I went to Georgia State, but I know people there. And it don't matter if you don't know anybody. Get your friends and go through there, okay? It's so wonderful, all right? <laughs> so I'm just, I don't know where I am right now, mentally and emotionally. I think I'm just tired. And so that's why I'm just like talking aimlessly to you guys. But let's get into today's topic. So I saw this on TikTok and I thought it was a pretty interesting topic. Um, I already know that people are going to see the title and they, those who have not, who don't follow me will assume that I'm speaking negatively because I'm saying your type is not going to marry you in quotations. But I only titled this because, titled it this because this is how the young lady stated it. So I'm going to show you the video now and then we'll get into the title. All right. All right. Being an adult is realizing that your type ain't gonna marry you. Yep, you heard me. You heard me. Your type ain't gonna marry you. It stressed me out when I heard it though. God put that on my spirit and said, girl, share it with your friends. Share it with the cousins because they need to the girl. Oh, I have much, much to say about dating outside of your type. So, in the video, she was saying that getting older, for her, meant that her type wasn't going to marry her. Now, let me establish this, because we live in a generation of projection. People like to project their experience, experiences unto you. Now, I know that not everybody walking this earth has bad taste in people that they date. Usually individuals who have bad taste in men as well as bad taste in women are people who probably had a traumatic upbringing they're probably dealing with some sort of void or maybe they grew up in a an environment that did not show them what healthy love looked like so that makes them gravitate towards unhealthy partnerships right so not everyone walking this earth has bad taste in men let me first establish that all right so in this video though i had to come to this realization 
she is absolutely right. My type, my general type of man, he probably would have married me actually, but I was going to be miserable in said marriage. <laughs> um, so I had a tendency to aim for guys with emotional unavailability. They were not emotionally available. Um, I often dated narcissists as well. If they weren't 100% narcissists, they had very high levels of narcissism. Um, I also dated people who were like nonchalant, but I like chalants. I don't, I don't like the nonchalants. I like chalants, baby. When you come over here, come over here with some chalants because we're not doing the nonchalants, boo-boo. Um, so yeah, my type surely wasn't going to give what it needs to give. And I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Sometimes I have to, I have had to forgive myself for the times in my twenties where I was unaware of my horrible picking. I was picking the funkiest of the funky men because I have had good men in my life. Like I've dated guys who were good dudes, but I didn't pick them because they weren't my quote unquote type. And a lot of that had to do with what I was leading with, where I was in my healing journey, what I felt I deserved. Okay. So let me break each one of those down because I want to help somebody today who type is funky because I've been delivered. My type is no longer funky. Um, I still do, you know, struggle with dating outside of my type because it's so new. So it, you have to, even when you become aware of something, I always say this, that doesn't mean the application of that awareness is simple. So understanding that my type sucks, I can recognize my type and recognize like, yeah, I shouldn't date this kind of person, but it still is hard because you're like, okay, if I shouldn't date this kind of person, then who am I supposed to date? And no, I'm not saying, and, and please, contrary to popular belief, the type has little to do with looks because you can date the same kind of guy. You can date the same kind of do in ugly as you can in pretty. Okay. <laughs> Cause I've done it. I've literally been like, oh my God, I don't want to date my type. So I'm going to date someone who looks completely opposite of my physical attraction, but he still ended up being the exact same. So I'm really going to break all of this down today. So where am I going to start? So Back in the day when I was picking wrong, when I was only picking a certain type of guy, it was a few reason, reasons, like I mentioned. So first, I was really leading with lust. So most of my attractions were attractions that made my um, cootie go poom poom, okay? Um, I'm keeping it real with y'all. Like, this was back in the day. Y'all know I've been celibate for over six years now. But back then, baby, I wasn't celibate. Um, This is when I was dealing with a sexual addiction. So I typically went for guys who made my cootie go poom poom. Like, and usually it, it had to do with the way someone looked. You know, I like the muscles. I love some tattoos. I like nice lips. I like a nice physique. Like, um... You know, I also like the swag. It was a certain type of swag. I like a guy that walk into the room and commands attention. I like all that. Um, what else? I liked um, I like charm. I like a charming guy, funny, sense of humor, like that kind of stuff is what I was going for because I did not realize that I was 
so attracted to the lust. And the way you can tell if you're picking from a lustful attraction is if you, as soon as you meet this person, you want to rip their clothes off. Like you, you, oh, I can't wait to get with them. Oh my God. Like I got butterflies, but you also a little bit wet around them too. Um, you might think that's a good thing, but you have to ask yourself, where are these attractions leading me? Are they leading me to a healthy, happy relationship? Or are they leading me to me going to sleep with this person? And then it ends up being a casual encounter. And then eventually it fizzles out. So you have to ask yourself, like, what are these relationships leading to? What's the end result of most of these? So that's when it becomes unhealthy to be um, only attracted or, or leading with a lustful attraction, right? So that was one reason I kept picking stupidly and my type was just disgusting. Two was my healing. So I was very unhealed. And around this time, I had a certain level of awareness. I knew what, but I didn't know why. Okay, so I knew that... I was dealing with a bit of insecurity. I knew that I was using sex as a drug. I knew that I really wanted a commitment, but I really wasn't going about getting it the, the right way because I didn't know how to date properly, but I didn't know the why. So I had to get to the root. And eventually when I, when I got to the root, which was like deep in my 20s, um, I got to the root by a lot of self-work now i'm gonna tell you how i got there but before i keep going i just want to know have you liked this have you liked this video have you liked it have you commented have you given me five stars on spotify or on apple podcast or wherever you're listening have you shared this with somebody who you know needs it go ahead and do that have you subscribed go ahead and get on your subscribe game okay that's what i need you to do before i get into this tea and hopefully I'll remember the tea because, child, you know I'll be forgetting. <laughs> but go ahead, like, comment, share, subscribe because we need it. I need it. Okay? All right? Okay, so unhealed. So I had a lot of brokenness going on. And my view of what a healthy relationship was was very distorted. I didn't even think about healthy. I really just went for people who initially got me feeling some kind of way like the initial chemistry it was all about chemistry it wasn't about character at all I literally only cared about the chemistry I only cared about oh when I meet this person is there a click is is it immediately I'm I'm head over heels for them and that is mad unhealthy and I know y'all think it's not but it is because you're attaching yourself to a person you don't know and you have to ask yourself why you have to ask yourself why because you got to go into this thing head first you really do because if you keep going in heart first you're going to keep hurting your own feelings okay so you need to establish some type of um standard for yourself and some emotional regulation you got to be able to regulate those emotions right now there are situations where you might see somebody and you're like jesus they look good but still you need to learn how to emotionally regulate and check yourself right 
So I was leading with chemistry only. So as soon as that chemistry clicked, I didn't care about their character. I was no longer trying to get to know them. I wanted to be with them, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and that you should never do. And the reason was, I say it all the time, I had an anxious attachment style and I was literally looking for love in all the wrong places. And when you're dating from a healthy space, you look at everything. Yes, chemistry matters, but it's not the only thing that matters. You need to be looking at character too. How does this person treat me? Not how do I feel about this person? How does this person make me feel? Do I feel safe with them? Are they the type of person that can help me live out forever? Are they compromising? Are they compassionate? Are they emotionally intelligent? Are they empathetic? Can I bring my family around them and my friends around them and they actually like them? Listen, there's a balance there, right? So lately, I've been um, hearing a lot of people tell me their business and I love it. I love giving advice. I, I love it. That's why I'm a dating coach. I love it. Bring your advice, like bring it on. <laughs> I love giving it, right? And so I hear people and they'll say stuff like, oh yeah, you know, and my my." Friends and my family are telling me that I shouldn't date this person. And I'm like, why aren't you listening to them? Why wouldn't you listen to wise counsel? If you know these per these people in your life who are giving you advice about a person that you met and you're dating, and they're telling you it's not a good idea, why wouldn't you listen to that? Because, you know, we live in a society that's like, oh, I don't care about what nobody got to say. I'm going to make my own decision. You're tripping. Even the Bible say, listen to wise counsel. Counsel, why are you not listening? Because if my best friend come to me and say, mm, I got a bad feeling about this, baby, I'm paying attention. Because the baby can read. She can read somebody. So I'm going to pray about it. Then I'm going to her. Like, y'all got to start listening to y'all friends and y'all family, especially if you know they got your best interest at heart and they're not coming from a judgmental place. Listen to them. I'm not saying you have to decide or choose what they're telling you to choose, but at least listen. Because they're saying it for a reason. Somebody needed to hear that. I know that was like very sidetracked, but yeah. But anyway, so me being, um, back to me choosing, um, these funky men and having bad taste in men, it one, like I said, came from the intent. I was leading with like a lustful intent Two, it came from me being very unhealed and having that anxious, uh, attachment and also only going for chemistry and not character. And then three, it just really came from me wanting a relationship really bad. It came from my desperation to be in a relationship and it is I'm going to tell you how you know you're desperate to be in a relationship. And I know desperate sounds crazy. And I know you do not want to classify yourself as desperate. But this is a safe space. And I'm trying to free somebody today, okay? All right? Y'all lean in. Y'all listen. Okay. You know you are desperate to be in a relationship when every time you meet somebody, you immediately start thinking and considering how this person will fit in your life. You start adjusting. In your mind, you start adjusting your schedule on how you're going to gonna um be with them how how you gonna you know how they gonna fit into your halloween plans into your thanksgiving plans how they gonna do x y and z um you basically just become extremely accommodating to them not even thinking about how they gonna accommodate you you don't think about that also you take a lot of stuff they do personally if it's 3 p.m you met them on monday it's Wednesday at 3 p.m. They told you they was going to call you by 3. It's 3.20 and they haven't called you. And now you mad and you all upset and bent out of shape. Y'all just, just met. It's not that serious. You, 
you know you're desperate when you cling to everything so tightly. Like you you cling to it like it's the last person or last opportunity of a relationship on earth. No, you got to let that go. You got to release that. You got to release that. This year I, I realized, so I, I've, I've dated this year more than I have in a, in, in a minute. It's been a minute since I've been on a lot of dates. And what's crazy is I'm not on date naps. I just be meeting these people out in the wild. Okay, you know, and I'm this year I've learned to just let go. I've had a few experiences where there was chemistry with a person. They seemingly had good character. It just didn't pan out how I wanted to. In the past, when I was desperate, I would beat myself up. I would be sad. I would cry. I would say stuff like, oh, my God, it's never going to happen for me, blah, blah, blah. I would be pity party. Um, Paula, I don't do that no more because I'm not desperate. I'm still going to live my life. When when it don't work, I'm going to just keep moving. So you tend to pick poorly when you're desperate because you're trying to rush the process and just hurry up and be with somebody. And usually those are the, t- the, those are the times when people like narcissists, homosexuals, love bummers can get in because all of those people are working really hard to impress you really quickly because they need something from you. If someone is love bombing you, they want something. I don't know what their end game is, but they want something. It's not genuine. They're not buying you um, freaking bags and, and, and showering you with love and telling you that they care about you and they never met nobody like you on day four just because they're, they have good intents. No, they want something. There's an end game. Hobosexuals. It is, I didn't say homo, I said hobo. These are homeless people. These are people who are homeless and they need a place to stay for the fall and the winter time. They will come into your life and sweep you off your feet and you will suggest to them like it's your idea that they can stay with you when the whole time they was manipulating you. They be saying little stuff like, whoo, I ain't got nowhere to stay. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm living with this roommate and it's just a tough situation. And they'll make you feel sorry for them and you'll fix your little, little desperate lips to say something like, oh, you can stay with me for a few months. No, you better not do it. You better not do it. I, I, I found you right now because we're not doing that this year. We're not doing that this year. Hobosexuals, beware. I'm not having it. If y'all listening to me, I'm not having it. You better not offer your couch. No, you you better not. All right. <laughs> okay. That made me mad. <laughs> I've had a few hobosexuals try to come up in the mist. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Ah-ah. So, yeah. The horrible taste. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> and I can tell... And I'm going to let you know right now, this is how you know you got bad taste in a type. Like, this is how you know your type is bad. One, for some reason, you your type, every type of guy that you date makes you feel extremely anxious, very, like, unsafe. You, you just, you're always unsure. You just never feel stable with these people. Love is stable. Real healthy love is stable. You know where you stand with that person. But when it comes to your type, you never know where you stand. You running around here, emotional roller coaster. That that song was written for you. Two, you seem to be stuck in a cycle. It seemed like every time you date somebody, it's it starting to end the same way. That means you got bad taste. That means your type sucks. You got to break the cycle. You got to go deep to break the cycle. Okay?
Um, what's another way you know your type sucks? People tell you. <laughs> your friends gonna keep it real. You got bad taste in me. Mm, you got an interesting type. Now you know your type sucks. Ooh, or when people know your type, they know it's mm, when they can recognize it, usually there's something wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And so another thing, your type has very little to do with looks. Um, I said before, you can date somebody who is your type. They could be real pretty or they could be real ugly. What I mean is, oftentimes, the reason people do not succeed in dating outside of their type is because they're only looking at looks. But your type is deeper than that. You don't understand that most of us date a certain kind of way because we're trying to recreate a pattern from somewhere. Usually we're trying to recreate the dynamic in our household, how we grew up. So if you grew up with uh, an emotionally unavailable father, you're probably going to be attracted to and date a lot of emotionally unavailable men because that's the type of love that you're used to. You, We are creatures of habit. We're trying to follow what we've been um, what was shown to us because we don't know any other type of way. So if you find yourself, if you found yourself saying, oh my God, these guys who are 6'3", light-skinned, tattoos everywhere, super muscular, they're usually emotionally unavailable. This time I'm going to date someone 5'3", dark-skinned and no tattoos. And then you dated that person and they ended up being emotionally unavailable too. And now you're confused. You're like, dang, I dated outside my type, but it didn't work. You did it. You did it. It's not about looks. It's about... It's, it's about character. It's about going deeper. You got to ask yourself why. Because I've done that. I've, I was like, man, I remember one time I was like, man, I keep dating these dudes that look like this. Because mine was usually like 6'4", tattoos. I don't care about complexion. But it was fine, though. <laughs> okay. It was fine. I was dating the dudes that when, when they walk in the room, girls just turn around like, who are they? That's what I was dating, right? And so I was like, okay, I'm tired of dating that kind of guy. I'm going to need to date somebody who is medium ugly and, and I'm going to be cool. And then I dated the medium ugly guy and he played me just like the fine guy because I realized that it had very little to do with looks. It was more so about what's inside of them. It was more so about that pattern I was trying to recreate from childhood, being used to and presented with emotional unavailability growing up. So that's what my comfort zone was. That's why my type was funky, okay? And so I overcame that because now I'm in like a really great space. I can peep game. I say yes to people outside of my type all the time and it has little to do, and, and it's not looks because I recently dated a guy who physically he was my type, but emotionally, mentally, character-wise, he wasn't my typical. So that was different. I said yes to him, but that was different. It didn't work out, but I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm just in this space where I'm just having different experiences and saying yes. So I can kind of train, retrain myself to date outside of the disgustingness in which I was used to, which was my type, right? So if you are struggling and you know that you got a bad taste in men and your type sucks and your type probably ain't gonna marry you and you probably don't need to marry your type, you really need to dig deep. You gotta go deeper than the surface. It's deeper than just, oh, this look 
It has nothing to do with the look. The careers really don't matter much. It's more about, it's more than that. It's, it's about the story that happened in your childhood and how you're trying to play it out in your adulthood. You got to identify that. You got to increase your self-awareness. All right. You got to increase your self-awareness. You have to. You got to dig deep. You got to ask yourself why. First, start with childhood. How did you what was presented to you as a child? Did you have emotionally present parents that were like a safe environment? Because I found that my friends who had that usually have a good taste in people. They have a good type. Because they're looking at character and they're not looking to fill a void that they were missing in childhood, right? So ask yourself that. To ask yourself, what are you leading with? Are you leading with lust? Are you leading with the intent of fostering a healthy and a safe environment for your emotions to land? Because if you're not, you're going to keep bumping your head because if you let your coochie lead, she's going to lead you right into to the pits of hell. We we not we're not doing that. She's not smart enough. <laughs> because let's be honest, ladies, just like men can lead with their penis, women can lead with their cootie cats. So let's be real. Okay? Cause cause no, we gotta stop doing that. We have to stop. If you want success, you gotta stop. I'm being so real today. And then you have to understand that even if you're aware of this stuff, it still takes another level of discipline to authority apply this stuff because it's going to be hard because you're going to go through a lot of overthinking when you start stepping out and stepping into a new type because it's not going to feel like you used to it feeling because you used to having chemistry just like that but because you're dating something new you're not going to have that chemistry click just like that you're going to have to take your time and pace yourself and understand that what's meant to be will be and give yourself time for feelings to develop because when you leading with just chemistry only, that's all you looking for. You looking for the guy that's going to make your coochie go whoop, 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 whoop upon meeting him. But no, we ain't doing that no more. We want something healthy. We want something that's going to last. So we're going to take our time to build that. And that comes with time. That comes with time. I'm not telling you to date nobody you're not attracted to. Please don't. I'm not telling you to date nobody you don't like. Please don't. I'm telling you to try something different. I'm telling you to pick from a healthy place and not from a, from your coochie, not from a void, not from past patterns. Pick from healthy. I want you to have something that lasts, okay? And if you're struggling with this, you can book a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. But also my coaching program, Single Happy Hopeful, amazing with this. Because like I said, in week one, we take an inventory. We're going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> week one, we're getting to the bottom of it. Week two, guess what we doing? We are eliminating negative beliefs that can have you messed up in your type. And that was another thing I missed. Let me go back. Another reason I wouldn't pick certain guys was because I didn't think they would go for me. Like for a long time, because I had low self-esteem, low self-worth, I felt like I'm not good enough for this man. Like this man has X, Y, and Z. I'm looking at his ex-girlfriend. I, I can't, I can't compare. I can't compete. And that had me messed up. So I kept dating beneath me because I felt like if I date beneath me, then they're they're not going to leave me because, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm up. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm like there, I'm, I'm more the prize in this relationship. 
But when it was a guy who I felt was, oh, his career was further than mine. He looked a certain way. He dressed a certain way. All these women wanted him. I felt like, oh, I can't get him seriously. And later on in life, I would talk to these guys and it was like, oh, no, I really did like you. But I just felt like you were trying to rush me. And I was doing a lot of self-sabotaging. So that self-worth piece is so powerful. And that's what I spend week two on. Like we're building self-worth, unshakable self-worth. Like you're going to feel like you can get any man you want because you can't. Okay. That's what I feel. I still to this day, I don't care what y'all say. If y'all put me in a room with Michael B. Jordan and I'm looking real good, like I'm looking at my highest level of I can look, I'm a bag Michael B. I don't care what you say. I'm a bag. That's just how I feel. <laughs> Okay, week three, we're going to talk about dating resilience because you need to be able to bounce back in these dating streets. Okay, <laughs> you got to because baby, these streets will take you out. And then in week four, we're going to build hope around all of that. But if you don't want to join the program, you can still do one, book one-on-one -on -one with me because I want y'all to date better. I, I want you to, to switch it up. Let's switch it up. I'm tired of hearing dating horror stories. I want to hear some dating success stories, okay? I'm tired. But all right, y'all. Till next time. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.